0: This is The Chicken Yogi Show, hosted by The Chicken Yogi, Kit Kilstow. Kit creates neurodivergent and chronic illness liberation through a devotion to radical free-range wellness. Look for wellness as unique as you are and find your own path with The Chicken Yogi Way. Learn more and receive a free gift when you subscribe to their newsletter at chickenyogi.com. And now, today's show. Welcome to this week's episode of the Chicken Yogi Show. Last time I talked about the wellness wheel and the six parts of the wellness wheel. Today I want to go a little bit deeper into the wellness wheel and start to connect it to our body's energetic system. Now, you may think that the body's energetic system by which I'm referring to the chakras, which are energy centers within the body, as well as the koshas, which are sheaths or layers of the body. And I've talked about those a bit on my blog. Obviously, I'm going to be talking about them more. But they are connected to your wellness and to my concept of free-range wellness because just as every one of us is different in our physical and emotional bodies, we're also different energetically. And when we are able to connect the wellness wheel to our body's energetic systems, we simply add another layer to our wellness and add more tools to our toolbox to help with our wellness. So today, I just kind of want to talk about the bridge between those two things. Just to recap. The wellness wheel was created in the mid-70s, and most wellness wheels have six or seven sections on them that divide up the various aspects of our lives. My wellness wheel has six sections on it, which most of them do, that's pretty common, and they are spiritual, environmental, physical, emotional, occupational, and social. So spiritual would be your connection to yourself and to others, maybe something larger than yourself. It's not necessarily anything theological, although if you have any theological beliefs, that would fall under the spiritual section of the wheel as well. Environmental is the physical place where you live. Is it safe? Are you safe physically and emotionally? Are you safe from climate change? Are you safe from environmental contaminations? But also kind of the energy of that environment. Do you live with other people? Are you able to get the space and and support that you need? That's all environmental. The physical section is your physical body. The emotional section is your emotions or your mental health. Occupational would be What your job is, if you have a job, whether you're self-employed, whether you work for somebody, what that work is, how you support yourself, are you able to financially support yourself, regardless of your income source, is an amount that you can safely live on, that's all occupational. Occupational. And then finally, social would be your social networks, which would be both online and offline. It would include family, friends, chosen family, basically the people you connect with. Each one of these sections, as I went through them, I'm sure you're starting to think, well, you know, yeah, I can change that, or no, I really can't affect that. And we'll say like the environmental section. It is not easy to move even if you have financial means, even if you're able to move from your area, you don't have family job obligations. Um, in my case, a farm with, with farm animals. If, if you need to move because maybe the legislative legislative environment where you live is not being conducive to your health and liberty, they, you know that's not an easy thing to do even for somebody with means. And so that would be a very good example of something that is not within your control or not easily within your control. And the goal of the wellness wheel is to find those things that are within your control that you can actually change, but also understand which things are not in your control and what you cannot change. Because I think too often when it comes to health and wellness, there is a toxic positivity out there that if you just think the right things, if you have willpower, then everything will be absolutely wonderful. And it's so much more than willpower or thinking positive. There's a lot of socioeconomic factors around. So when we take a look at that wellness wheel, we take a look at our wellness as a whole. However, I firmly believe that each section of that wellness wheel can then expand out into its own wellness wheel. What do I mean by that? Well, because I'm about to launch Unscramble It, which is free-range work-life wellness or free-range work-life balance, let me take the occupational wheel as a great example. So if we think about some fancy 3D graphics or some fancy um, animations, what we would like to see would be one section of the wellness wheel, so in this case the occupational section, let's pull it out of the wheel, so take a bite out of that donut, and then we're going to expand it into its own wheel. Because if we look at our occupational health, there is, again, there's the social, the spiritual, the environmental, the physical, the emotional, and then in the occupational wellness wheel, I replace occupational with financial. So, there's the social aspect of what you do, how you interact with your coworkers, how you network with other people in your industry. There's the spiritual aspect of what you do. How does it work with your connection to yourself and to others? Is it with honor or within line with any theological beliefs you have? Are you doing something that is morally good according to your own morals and ethics? Environmental, where you work, is the environment good for you? Are you dealing with sensory overload? For example, if you work in a call center, that's very overloading um, sensory wise because there's a lot of noise, a lot of conversations. Do you have good ergonomics if you have a desk job? Is the temperature fine, not too hot, not too cold? Those of us who have worked in offices know all about either having the hot desk or the cold desk. That sort of thing. That's your environment. Physical. Again, is the ergonomics good? Are you subjecting yourself to repetitive um, motion injuries? Are you able to work with your sleep schedule? Are you able to get up and move around? Or are you tied to your desk for eight hours a day? Emotional. How does your work affect your emotional health? Again, your interactions with your coworkers, your interactions with your customers. If you are neurodivergent, if you do have complex post-traumatic stress disorder, is that related to your work? How does that, how does that affect your work? All of that's the emotional aspect. And then because the entire wellness wheel is talking about your occupation, that last slice is financial. Are you being paid what you worth, what you're worth? Are you being paid a living wage? Does your job allow you to take care of the necessities of life and then some? And so if we expand it out and we could, you know, theoretically just keep going infinitely with these wellness wheels, take the financial section. Well, okay. How does that compare with your peers? How does that allow you to exercise your spiritual beliefs? How does that affect your environment? For example, where you live? Are you renting an apartment? Are you not making enough to maybe make a down payment on a house? Are you living in one area of a town versus another? Do you have to have roommates to survive? You know, physical, does your financial abilities allow you to take care of your physical health? Emotional, obviously how much money we make because we live in a capitalist society affects our emotional health and our sense of self-worth, even though You don't want it to affect that. Your self-worth is separate from how much money you're making. But in our capitalist society, we tie those two things together, unfortunately. So, and you can keep going. At some point, it kind of dwindles into like very specific items. And if you want to drill down that far, you certainly can. But for the purposes of my work and for helping you find wellness, I simply drill down one level. So we've talked about the occupational section of the wellness wheel. Then we take the emotional section of the wellness wheel, pull that piece out, blow it up, and look into each of those six areas in more detail. Same thing with the physical, environmental, spiritual, and social. Why do we do this? It sounds like a lot of work. It seems like a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of introspection on your part. Why would we want to do something like this? Because, as I've been saying, we are not one size fits all people. And that means that our answers to wellness are not one thing and that's it. So, there's not one thing that will fix, for example, any issues with our occupation or with our financial health. There's not one thing that's going to fix our environment. If anything, something that we have learned especially since you know twenty twenty is that everything is interconnected and everything has many facets. And so by digging down with our wellness wheel in and turning each section into its own wellness wheel, we can really look at everything holistically. Free-ranging our wellness means investigating every nook and cranny, investigating every corner, turning over every rock to find the things which help us. So, you know, I'm thinking of my chickens when they're out foraging, you know, they're They're looking in leaves, they're pecking at the ground, they're, you know, looking for little bits of food that were dropped or looking for worms or bugs. And we may not want worms or bugs, but we're certainly looking for the little nuggets of information that will help put pieces together for us and help bring us into a state of radical wellness. And this also is where the wellness wheel starts to combine with our energy system. If you are not familiar with chakras, there are seven chakras in the body. And so, with those seven chakras, they are energy centers. They start with the root chakra, which is located at the base of the spine, right kind of um, in between your legs. They are, and it goes from there all the way up to the top of your head or your crown chakra each of these chakras focuses on a different level of energy and a different type of energy. For example, your root chakra is sustainability, your ability to exist, your groundingness into this world. Your heart chakra would be your emotions and your relationships. Your throat chakra is communication. So with these chakras, As we look at them and we look at the wellness wheel, we start to see some correlations. One of which is chakras are traditionally depicted as wheels of energy or wheels of light. There's a very good book, in fact, by that title called Wheels of Light that talks about the chakras. And so we have the wellness wheel and we have the wheels of the chakras. In addition, the chakras move energy through the body. They move energy through our energetic system But they also kind of expand into the energetic or the spiritual realms. Just like our wellness wheel expands itself, each section expands itself into another full wellness wheel. There are six sections in my wellness wheel. The seventh would be the wheel itself in its entirety. There are seven chakras. And you can actually align each chakra with a section of the wellness wheel, and that's something that I'm going to go into in more detail in future um, shows. And so there's a great connection there. And as we look deeper into the wellness wheel, we can start to see the energy. For example, again, going back to that root chakra, the groundingness. Do you have your basic necessities met, food, clothing, shelter? Well, That would be, you know, your physical part of the wellness wheel. That'd be your environmental part of the wellness wheel, your heart chakra. How are your relationships? Well, that would be social and emotional might also include spiritual. So you can see that there's many dimensions to the chakras and many dimensions to the wellness wheel. And as you explore each one in more detail, you really get through all those areas And so we have this wellness wheel. We want to keep these wellness wheels moving smoothly. We don't want any section to be dented or flat. We don't want one section to be really small and the rest to be really big. And so that kind of makes a bump, you know, if if you were to actually envision that as a wheel that is rolling. And so when you start to make those connections, you really start to get at not just the traditional health and wellness aspects of finding that free-range wellness, the things that you commonly think about when we think about health and wellness, but you also get into the energetic layers, and again, especially for those of us who are chronically ill, for those of us who are neurodivergent, that really starts to help put some pieces together for us. It really helps us to provide us with additional tools, additional things to focus on, and additional ways to really bring out our own wellness and create our own path to wellness. And so, you know, I think what I want to leave you with today is simply that the wellness wheel itself is more than just a wheel. It correlates to our chakras. It correlates to our body's energy system. It also correlates to the koshas, but that's another conversation. Um, We'll connect. I think I'll do that in the next show. I'll connect the chakras to the koshas. And when we think about it, it becomes an actual tool, something that you can really use, much like a carpenter would use a hammer or a drill um, or a fancy, you know, miter saw box, something like that. That you can really start to use to look at the various aspects of your wellness, figure out what is within your control, what can you start to make changes on, and what might those changes start to look like, and also what is not within your control. In other words, what do you have to deal with or what do you possibly have to shift if you are able to do so by changing locations, changing environments, changing actual major aspects of your life. Um, And again, if you can't, sometimes you can't. There's some socioeconomic issues that are complex enough that even if you try to make some changes, that sometimes those changes really don't come through. So I just want to leave you with that thought. I know we're starting to get a little bit of esoteric um, things in here. So I just kind of wanted to let you think about the different ways the wellness wheel shows up in our lives and in our energetic system. I really want to encourage you to check out the Chicken Yogi Club at club.chickenyogi.com. One of the things we do is go on monthly journeys, and these monthly journeys get us to start connecting the physical and emotional, the traditional aspects of wellness with some of the more energetic or emotional ways of thinking about wellness and learning how to move through these maybe new-to-us spaces. And so in addition to the yoga videos and the meditations, there's also these well, these monthly journeys and wellness talks to really help you kind of do that. And then there's also some extra little goodies in there. So I hope that you have enjoyed this show. Please like, follow, share all that good stuff on social media and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you so much. Be kind to yourself and don't forget to crow and flow. Thank you for listening to the Chicken Yogi Show hosted by the Chicken Yogi, Kit Kaelstow. Kit's passion is creating neurodivergent and chronic illness liberation through a devotion to radical free-range wellness. We're not one-size-fits-all people, so why should your wellness be designed for everyone? Learn more at chickenyogi.com and subscribe to the newsletter while you're there for a free gift. Please follow the podcast at podcast.chickenyogi.com. Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Music is Running with the Horses by Purple Planet Music. Their website is purple-planet.com. This show is copyright 2023. All rights reserved by Kit Kailstow and Chicken Yogi. Thank you for listening.